movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Venom. What was that? You're listening to <laughs> episode 88, a bonus. Yeah, this was an ex- unexpected to me, a, a little. I really? Think. Okay. Yeah. It goes out to Sam, who professed Lady Phantom. This is a top five film of all time to him. Yeah, I remember that. He also, <laughs> and I have questions. <laughs> right, he also made mention that the 4K version is not going to be any demo-worthy disc. He already knew that, but he thought it looked clear and detailed is what he said. So he is aware it's not the best of the best. Now, we're going to tell you exactly (laughs) where it lands, (laughs) but I think we're ready to get into this movie that we are covering on this fun bonus episode. (laughs) Boy, you never know what you're going to get, huh, Lady Phantom? Oh, absolutely. I bet you're in amazement out there wondering what that music's from. Oh, Phantom. Yeah. Wow, this is an under-the-radar film. I think it's called Brawl in Cell Block 99 from 2017. It is unrated because it's an independent movie. Runs for two hours and 12 minutes. Listed in four genres. Action, crime, drama, thriller. Uh, thriller action (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it does have pow pow like does that account for action well it does have thriller elements too once you get halfway through the movie i would say yeah it's not your i mean it's not an action movie what you think is an action movie but there is action so right so what do you think I think we drop action because I, I really, yeah, I mean, it's uh, going There's some fight scenes. Let's just uh-huh. say it. That, yeah. That's it. Yes. A few. It might denote 10 minutes of this movie, 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so yeah. we're going to drop the action. So this will be under crime drama thriller. You don't want to add horror into this? No. Cacophony? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no horror. But I'll tell you what, I can see some people out there maybe touching the line with that okay who directed this one s craig zaller (laughs) yeah who's that the guy that directed bone tomahawk really yeah i mean i don't know if sam mentioned it but i think he might have maybe not but yeah i was wondering like while we were watching the movie some things with some attitudes of the of the characters reminded me a little of bone tomahawk but trust me this is no bone tomahawk (laughs) he took a drastic step downwards all right we're starting they don't know where we're coming but this is we're gonna have fun with this movie i think okay we got some 
decent stars, Lady Phantom. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Carpenter, and Don Johnson, and Udo Kier. Right. Were you surprised to see some of these actors in this? Uh, no, no, not really. I mean, I knew that they were going to be there. I mean, I saw it on the box. Yeah, so. but you know going into this movie, it's low budget to start. Yes. Yes, so you do. So when Don Johnson comes on, you're like, what? Yeah, you and were Don because Johnson? Because we just seen him in Knives Out not too long ago. Yes. A big budget movie. Yeah. So this must have been in the years where he needed money or something. <laughs> Now, Vince Vaughn, maybe you have more insight to this, but why is this guy going into the dramatic roles here? Because we covered the one he played a military sergeant, and I thought he was terrible in that movie. Yeah, then he did that. We I don't know if we discussed it, but the point is that we watched that slasher with him where he changes bodies with a girl. I don't even remember that. No. But he's trying to make a name for himself in more serious roles, I feel. Like, when did this start? Because he was a comedian. I I mean, I don't know. I haven't actually, when, when I learned that he was a comedian, I was surprised. Because the very first time I heard of him, I think, was with the remake of Psycho. And then I started to see him in Jurassic Park 2 which was no comedic thing. It was just an action flick. And then the bench, the, what was it? The Wedding Crashers. And that was a comedy. So I've seen the him break in- The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, which was not really, I mean, it was a comedy, but not really. It, it, it had a lot of drama too. No, it so, was a comedy. Yeah, but it was dramatic. So do you feel over the past four or five years that he's trying to get more serious? roles maybe more influence in hollywood or something like influence in hollywood no because he wouldn't be doing independent movies but what i'm saying is that i don't think he has ever been typecast nicholas cage did leaving las vegas which was independent and won him an oscar so they do do well yeah you have a very good point no i just don't think he wants to be typecast as anything because i mean really the last movie we saw him was a horror movie that was a slasher but at the same time a comedy it was freaky friday the 13th it was called and he was good no just freaky friday no freaky friday is the one with uh, jamie lee curtis and the red girl this one is freaky friday the 13th oh no it's just called freaky it's the one that a lot of people rated hot yeah Yeah. that's a overrated that don't get that yeah i thought about that because freaky friday was that other movie that was about the body exchange and everything happens on friday the 13th so it says like that that's why i made that connection but it, i mean All i right. think he Let, was let's he's fine. get started with this get out the synopsis a former boxer turned drug runner lands in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly yeah that is pitiful sentence right there yeah because that that only covers like the very first part of the movie but not really what the movie is about <laughs> and they only mention it in passing that he boxed once but anyway let's start <laughs> this up okay vince vaughn's going into work and he gets fired say it straight up they're not spoilers we gotta set this movie up to let you know where it goes 
he's peeved. He empties his locker. He goes home. He's pondering in his Firebird, which I liked. An old Pontiac Firebird. Yeah, nice car. He's sitting out front of the house and he sees his wife in a Mitsubishi Eclipse, (laughs) which is cool. (laughs) And she's on the phone and he gets suspicious. As he makes his way over to the car, he opens the door and is like brushing her hair and he notices a hickey on her neck and he confronts her right away. Now, this guy's already having a rotten day. And he is a recovering addict, and his wife is too. I am jumping up, but I just wanted to give you some context here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she don't want to go in the house. She wants to leave, but he makes her go in the house pretty much. And then he has a tirade, which leads to his character that you come to find out. He has anger management issues. Yes. So he demolishes this car, and there's some really ridiculous scenes in this opening scene and i'm like where are they going with this because this played very sympathetic and dramatic and then they show this guy hulk hogan (laughs) ripping the hood off a car and i'm like what is going on here and he's smashing things his hands are all cut up well he ends up going into the house and he confronts his wife and he basically states that he wants to work it out they're going through rough time this is the worst day this guy's had and they were on the outs already sort of they didn't talk they don't communicate so once this scene happens they're like okay let's try to work through this she agrees and They said they want to have a baby. Apparently, she had a miscarriage before. Yes. And it jumps right from here 18 months later. Yeah. Because he stated he wants to go back to work for a drug runner. But he states to the wife, you know, because it's going to be hard because they were both addicts at one time, but they have been sober. Like, I think they did even say like 10 or 14 years, something like that. And he says, no, I'm just going to be the driver. I'm not going to get involved in any other things amongst this business. So we're moving along this movie humdrum. You see, they got money. Now he's got a Dodge Charger. He actually has three cars, (laughs) a nice house and a baby on the way. Yeah, like what? She was like five months pregnant or something when they show her. And uh, she's cooking when he arrives and she's handling a knife because she is cutting up vegetables. And he immediately tells her that he doesn't want her handling knives because she could cut herself and maybe bleed to death or something. Yeah, he's super protective. No, I, I I would say he is super controlling, not protective, controlling. And it gives, I mean, I, I think also maybe they imply in a way that maybe she has a thing with blood, you know, like she could die from bleeding or, or he's just being I don't obsessive. think they knew what they want, actually. You're trying to read into more in this movie, Phantom, yeah. because this writing's pretty The point is that, it. like, he lovingly takes her upstairs to the bed and I was wondering all the time, well, what's the point i mean 
you know, because I doubt that he wants to have sex with her because he's so protective. And then he gets called to do a job and he has to leave, so he leaves. Right, and one other thing is this guy's demeanor we should touch on because he's very calm throughout the movie. Like he's a laid-back Southern dude. He doesn't show emotion. Mm-hmm, yep. And he would really be a hard guy to read in real life if somebody's like this. Yeah. Because he walks calmly through things and then just goes on tirade, starts punching walls and things like that. And he's well-spoken too and uses sir, you know, with people he encounters and stuff. So he's got that Southern charm too. Yeah, and he is frugal to a fault like they do show his house for example with a like the new house is very very minimalistic like hardly any ornaments everything very clean like he gives you the this this uh, vibe of being very very controlling very controlled too with himself but at a second notice he can just go insane but he doesn't go insane he knows exactly what he's doing right we have this they're doing fine in life making a lot of money everything's honky dory and then they do this one deal with they're supposed to be mexicans lady phantom they weren't i, I, I know think. no they, the one guy might have been maybe maybe the but, short guy uh-huh maybe him but the leader, no, like not even close. Okay, so there's this new deal. They're getting new crystal meth or something from some, you know, drug trade from a cartel or something. Vince Vaughn's character has to work with people he don't want to because he already notices the one guy's high on amphetamines and speed and stuff. And like, it's so bizarre here that... He's a really good guy. He does illegal stuff, but there's this side of him where he's super cautious. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Uh-huh. And he's very particular and wants things to go smoothly. He don't want to take unnecessary chances. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's like he doesn't do it because he enjoys it, but because he's good at it. And right. he is very, very meticulous and, as you said, cautious. And he just wants everything to be by the letter. Right. So he gets sucked into this one job. And you know, watching the movie, it's going to go awry. Of course. I mean, it's just so apparent by how they shot it, filmed the dialogue and everything. So things do go bad. And he gets caught. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to cover any detail in there, uh -huh. Lady Phantom. What is interesting is this guy wants to do his sentence. The prosecutors and cops want higher ups than him. This guy ain't no high up, you know, leader. They want the leaders. He don't bargain. He don't want to give out any names because he could have no sentence whatsoever if he worked with the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, no, what I did was wrong. I'll take my time. Even with his wife and a baby that he's dying to have, 
in his mind, he feels he deserves what he gets and he's taken it. Yeah. And like they ask him, so what's the name of, I forget. I don't know. I don't know. And he just wants to be done with it. Do his time swiftly, calmly, just be done with it and come back to his family. This is where we get all the prison scenes. He gets sentenced, and we got a lot of drawn-out scenes here, Lady Phantom. Yes. Boy, they could have cut a good 30 minutes off of this movie. Easily. It's very long. Yes, Too they long. really played a lot of scenes with him checking in and talking with certain guards, and it goes nowhere. You already know what type of guy this is, and I don't even get the reason most of these scenes weren't cut because it brought nothing to the movie at all it was actually boring as heck yeah some parts that definitely were really really boring yeah they really start setting this guy up at this one time lady phantom where this is a guy you don't want to mess with like you know in the description it says he was a former boxer. Well, one of the guards is a boxing trainer, and they talk to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I boxed early, but I don't want to box now. Like, <laughs> a former boxer turned drug dealer. That's not in this movie. No, not at all. And then... And he's not a bo- You could tell he's not a boxer in these fighting scenes, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I would never take him for, for a boxer. I mean, he did train, but still oh yeah we'll get into that on technicals okay where this movie turns is with the udo kier character he comes in and oh how do we want to word this udo kier comes into the picture and this guy works for one of the cartels yes and they have done something and they want their money that went awry during this drug deal thing when he got arrested yes udo kier works for the guy that he saw to arrange that deal that went awry and let's just say that he wants him to do something he wants to pay him back uh-huh. he wants payback for what they've lost he, exactly he wants payback. millions of dollars they said they lost millions of dollars and he wants payback but not, not necessarily with money he has to do something for them right so this is where we get boxing scenes some fighting scenes stuff like that he has to get transferred to a maximum security prison because he doesn't get sentenced to one so he has to become a dangerous a criminal. Guy, yeah, a dangerous guy to get sent away that he can't be among, you know, the medium security. Exactly. He's got to be a threat to officers and stuff like that. Exactly. And also at the same time with that, of course, he has to realize that those seven years that he was going to be away from his family they are gone he's gonna be there for life exactly and he knows that but he is determined to give retribution to what they lost (laughs) (laughs) we're dancing around this because i don't want to say yes i mean he is determined to do his part so his life doesn't go as terrible as it could be well not his life but somebody else somebody else's right he's got to do things 
bad I things. I want to say that. Okay. Let's get the technicals. The writing. The writing in this movie is abysmal. For the life of me, I cannot understand how the, fir- the same person that wrote Bone Tomahawk wrote this. Did that guy write Bone Tomahawk too? I'm pretty sure he did. He actually wrote this before, but he, he filmed this movie after he finished Bone Tomahawk. And the thing is that the way we see this movie happening... At the beginning, it kind of makes sense. That deal that went wrong with the, with the people that it went wrong with, I felt it was very badly written. It was confusing, and I didn't really know why he did what he did in that scene. It seemed very, very out of nowhere to me. It almost least. seems like, to me, there was quite a few cut things from this movie Maybe. but they didn't cut the right parts of the movie okay. exactly because it seems i mean what he does when this deal goes awry to me it comes very much out of left field i never expected it and i don't understand what happened and later on they set the story very straightforward he has a mission that he has to do and that's that but then they turn it on you and it just seems petty somehow. It's it's stupid. It's like, why, why do I even want to see this? It's too dumb. Okay. Camera work and uh, filming style. This is set in an all blue hue. Yeah. I would call it. Greenish blue. And very bright sunlight at times where it's really white looking. So it's got this really unappealing aesthetic i want to call it and it was weird because when the movie started i'm like oh they're trying to do a grindhouse movie here because he's in an old car but no it's set in modern times because they got new cars and new houses and stuff like that but just this aesthetic i'm like i don't know he wanted like just some dreary bright thing (laughs) it's like just the coloring was so taking me out of the movie yeah there's that and there 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 are scenes that as you say because of the camera work and the lighting is like the light is so bright behind someone that it doesn't really let you see what you want to see and there are scenes also that happened in very dark places but it was done terribly so it all bleeds there are no darks whoever the dp was needs not be working yeah i mean you can you can see all the pixels everywhere in some scenes and and that is very sad yeah it was a really weird filming coloring style they chose for this movie um special effects lady phantom is a huge hit or miss here because there was a couple cringeworthy breaks of bones and then we got some of the worst (laughs) practicals i think i've seen i'll just state this one part is one of the guards steps on vince vaughn's head yeah. to inflict damage and if you have the box cover or know this movie you see that he's got a tattoo of a cross he's bald of course vince vaughn and then he's got these four they're supposed to be wounds uh-huh from a from shoe. a shoe that a guy stepped on his heads and it looked like a sharpie yeah 
Uh, yeah. Because you see him the rest of the movie after this happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll talk about character development later. But yeah, that, that looked bad. And then there are some scenes, most of them by the last third of the movie with destruction of body parts oh. that were... Oh my goodness! How can I make this look even worse? That's oh, what I, I mean. know. <laughs> this S. Craig guy, Lady Phantom. I really think he started to make a horror movie and then figured it didn't work, so let's do a drama. Because some of these scenes you don't see in any other type movie than horror movies. There's beheadings here. There's smashed head. Some totally far fetched things go on yeah, in this movie and, and out then, of the blue absolutely uh, completely unnecessary but then riddle me this riddle me that how did the same person that did the excellent gore in bone tomahawk go and do this well lady phantom that's probably a different makeup department different people worked on that there's the no effects. way. I mean, there's no way the guys that did the effects and Bone Tomahawk did this movie. Lady there Phantom. is no way on earth. Like Bone Tomahawk was so realistic and cringeworthy, and you believe every second of everything that happens in that movie. In this one, the heads and everything that that gets. I mean, it it's so obviously a doll. Like it doesn't. It isn't even funny. Oh, yeah, and what he does with shoes that has no rubber on them, no sole, no nothing, just cloth. <laughs> it's comical. We were laughing, and we're like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was It was so oh, bad God. that it was funny, but it wasn't funny because it's not supposed to be. So what do you want to cover? You said you'll talk about this later. What? The, the acting or the character development. Vince Vaughn, I mean, this is something very dumb maybe and petty but i have to say it okay vince vaughn has this big tattoo of a cross in the back of his skull and then at some point in the prison of course they tell him that he has to undress you know because that's what prisoners do and lo and behold he has he doesn't have a single tattoo in all on all his body anywhere that's the only one that he has and that just i'm sorry but that seems so unrealistic like a person doesn't start with a tat with a skull tattoo you know with tattoos and that is stupid and it and it's nitpicking but it really really <laughs> yeah. Lady stood out to me. does get little crawls up her skin with things that i, I mean know. it's very possible somebody could though, i mean yeah <laughs> yeah but it's very unlikely but anyway the acting, I actually did like Vince Vaughn's portrayal, but somebody, somebody else should have done those action scenes because oh, they yeah. are so He's stiff. not an action man. And even the guards that are in there, you can say, I'm, okay, walk slow here because he's going to go behind this guy. It was so staged, nine out of ten action scenes here. Yeah. It was pitifully bad. This guy just doesn't have the skill to do these type scenes. Whoever edited and tried to film this, it wasn't good. It harkens back to what we've said before. These low-budget films do not know how to film these type of hand-to-hand -hand combat scenes. Yeah. And he's just 
a tall, lanky guy and just doesn't move in a way that somebody he's portraying would. And it comes off robotic and stiff and staged. Yeah, I mean, I understand that they wanted to go for a guy that is hurt with a very with a lot of difficulty like he is not easily hurt and he doesn't really respond to pain why beats me i have no idea but things don't really hurt him like other people so it just comes out so staged as you say like he is supposed to be fighting with ease but it comes off as someone who is just going like, okay, arm up, leg up, this, yeah, punch shoot, here, punch, punch there, here, flip there, exactly, run and into a wall here. Uh huh. You don't see, I, I don't know that that fierceness of fight. No, no, there no. is there back, isn't anywhere. Back to the acting. I did not buy this guy or the character or the pain tolerance or anything else about this guy. It was just a really weird and lacking portrayal. I think I get what they were going for, like you mentioned, Uh Lady Phantom, but he didn't pull that off to me. I just don't think he's that great of an actor. I mean, he's fine. I mean, I don't mind watching Vince Vaughn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just is no life there's no, nothing to keep you engaged with this guy and it just doesn't work now the best is probably don johnson he plays the warden at one of the facilities yeah he's, he's always okay. smoking a cigar i mean it's typical don johnson it was so weird because when you first meet him he's got like black on his face like he's been working in a chimney on a <laughs> fireplace and i'm like why is this guy so dirty like yeah. he looked physically dirty. Yeah, I know. It, like, it, was, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I like Jennifer Carpenter too. I think I oh, thought she was I okay. Didn't. The wife, I didn't buy her either. She just didn't work. I mean, I, just I, that I opening scene, I didn't buy. Oh, I'm having an affair. Oh, oh walking. No, I, I think, didn't I buy honestly it. think all that, unfortunately, goes to the direction because... I mean, they were trying. I think they were trying their best, but I don't. I just don't think they will were directed. And Udo Kier, I like from a lot of horror movies. He is a creepy guy. He was miscast in this. What they were going for doesn't even make sense. You got this big cartel, and they're hiring all these different people from all over the world. Like what? Like no, this this. <laughs> No, he didn't work. And then even some of his buddies that he was down there, the one guy was like a kung fu guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, uh, what what are they even trying to go for Exactly. I mean, all this movie is like, okay, what are they trying to do? I'm telling you right now, I don't know if this guy would ever admit it, Lady Phantom, but I'd bet anybody out there this was made to be a horror movie. He couldn't get the right effects guys or something and just changed the story midway, Lady Phantom, because you just don't see 
seems like this in yeah. anything but a horror this is like a jason guy superhuman that can do things yeah. and don't feel pain and stuff and it's it's silly yeah and, the and funny, it's a serious movie guys this is made to be totally serious yeah and the ironic part i think is that if they had just gone with the storyline that, that they were trying him to believe it would have been a more interesting movie but then they the way they changed that it's like what what are you doing no <laughs> all right sam well i really don't know how this can be in your top five best movies ever but hey good on you man i mean i can't criticize what people like but from a filmmaking standpoint to acting to sound and we didn't even cover sound yet we're going to talk more in depth on the 4k with that but wow this is a mishmash of a movie poorly directed film shot acted all the way around i am going to give this a four for there is a couple incredible scenes in this movie funnily enough and there's some engaging scenes where your heart's racing and there's even some emotional scenes in this movie it does have some decent qualities to it personally i was bored but i would have never turned this movie off if we weren't covering it had enough for me to finish it even though it was a longer movie i was entranced in a way with certain aspects that i couldn't cover during the review but anybody else out there this is an avoid for i'm with you i i cannot even say that it is average because i think the story is so important and they just mixed everything and they made a mishmash of the story and i don't like it i, I really don't like what they did and then i don't know if this qualifies as a brawl you know i mean well, yeah it's they, so funny he hurts guards at will and then they stand right next to him and not paying attention so he can just pummel him all the time it's like really yeah i, I mean, mean they're in maximum security prison where they're in isolated and they just turn their back i'm like what's going on this is so poorly made yeah i'm sorry but this is a very very badly written movie and the character development is very very poor and uh, it's such a disappointment after bone tomahawk really because this movie has nothing like to really say yeah go watch it but it has a few positive things thus before but yeah avoid it okay sam interesting interesting here we got an rlj movie independent studio here that did not use hdr whatsoever no dolby atmos we got a dts 5.1 and i think this is the third one we've covered so far over 100 movies that didn't have hdr and we've warned you guys out there sometimes it's hard to find details especially on independent movies on big budget movies it's easy but on some of these lower budget movies it's really hard to find the specs 
on how it was shot, what cameras they used, what it was graded in, what scale, and all that. But this movie, it lacks HDR, so all we have is a straight 4K transfer to disc, Lady Phantom. I will start out by saying the visual quality, it's fine. There's no grain. It's shot digitally. It's clear. Coloring's terrible in this movie, but... You were right, Sam. It is clear and detailed, but not to 4K spec. It just looks good watching it. Exactly. You don't have grain or blemishes. Yeah, I was actually expecting grain for some reason. Because it felt like a grindhouse because of the 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 kind of music, music, the the kind of film that it seems to be. But no, there's absolutely no grain. It's all clear and you can see and lit and like in well-lit scenes you can see everything very well now if the scenes are not well lit that's when everything goes to right shambles that's because, the problem geez, here because like I mean, you said the lighting was placed wrong in spots when they get down in these bunkers and cells there's times you don't even see people's facial reactions who's standing where what's going on yeah that scene where they are doing that deal that goes wrong it was very funny because it was very very dark and of course i mean there are no good darks in this movie but those darks went a step further and they looked reddish Yes, well, remember, with no HDR, you can't have that infinite contrast ratio. Yeah, 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 but, uh, I mean, it looked red. Oh, you're talking about when he went in to make, grab some money from one of the deals. Yeah, it it was odd looking. Yeah, 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 like, they look red instead of gray or very, very dark gray. It looked red, and the pixels were very apparent, and it, it looked terrible. It really looked terrible in those scenes. Yes. So you are right, Sam, what you stated. Definitely no demo reference, make any lists here. No doubt there. But it is clean. It's clear. But nothing above Blu-ray at all. So, I mean, I think you know where we're going to be coming with that right away because it doesn't offer anything new. Mm -hmm. The Blu-ray is going to be the same because, remember, 4K TVs up convert off the Blu-ray, people. So, I mean, you could have just the most subtle difference without hdr it definitely doesn't bring anything to the 4k because it's no wide color no hdr so you're losing all that this would look just as good just popping it on tv no sense in having that all right yes the sound boy do i have problems with the sound in this movie because lady phantom and this is not per se go to the disc but I wanted to cover it here is these overdubs of all these sound effects were so loud and obviously implanted because some of the noises that were made when somebody was stepping on somebody or a punch in a wall, it made this bombastic sound of crunching and yeah. stuff it's like oh they got some carrots and did it in a microphone <laughs> yeah i mean there was a scene where someone gets stepped on on the head and it sounds like a ceramic pot breaking <laughs> it was so weird yes and that's what they did and they were so out of place because they rose the level and only from the center channel might i add 
there is such minimalistic surrounds. It happens like twice in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I heard the surrounds exactly twice, and I think it was the same scene. Yeah, it's just not utilized. Everything is front heavy, base, nothing to speak of here. And there's overuse of echoes in this movie where they're trying to portray in this environment, but it was they're not in a stadium they're in brick walls yeah <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna reverberate throughout the whole freaking prison yeah and and then i think there were some like missed opportunities for base like they uh, put this thing on vince vaughn like to electrocute him or something when oh, he misbehaves. Yeah, that was another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it makes this sound. But I, when, while I was listening to it, I was thinking if they had just amped up the bass a little bit, it would have been way more punchy. But it's not. So, I mean, it is just a sound. You yeah, know? and all the sound effects were so loud over everything else the music the score the talking it's so out of place and like i said the reverberation was wrong the echoing all the things that you do to manipulate sound like you could see i'm telling you somebody broke carrots in scenes here in a microphone because uh, it was poor yeah and and surprisingly we always mention this lady phantom we shouldn't ever have to mention it the dialogue the center channel but there was times they were hard to understand and we had this movie blaring yeah there were ma there were many parts in the movie with where i was like what <laughs> they were using yeah. very cheap mics this is a low budget film like i'm really shocked here man with this movie here i'll, I'll tell you but uh all right let's get to the special features here we have journey to the brawl the making of brawl in cell block 99 and beyond fest q a with cast and crew all right lady phantom you're first throw that grade out in recommendation well uh i mean it's hard but it's not at the same time because it is very clear and detailed i mean the the, the quality in that aspect is okay but the bad scenes are really terrible the sound is really bad so this movie is an f and it's a completely unworthy movie i'm not quite as brutal as lady phantom even though i could be <laughs> but i'm gonna give this a d minus because it was clear and didn't have grain basically is why it don't get the f but the sound's yeah. terrible the coloring is terrible on this film you never see grain you never see digital noise here but outside of that like really people if you are even mildly interested in this, this is one I would say just rent it on iTunes or something. Yeah. If you have to have it, the 4K is totally not worth it. It brings absolutely nothing to the table. This is an unworthy disc. All right, Lady Phantom, get us out of here. Well, everyone, as usual, please remember to go to BillShetty.com where you can sign the guest book, tell us what requests you have, like Sam that requested this movie, and your recommendations, your suggestions, your comments in general. 
Also, remember that there you can find all the links to where you can subscribe to the podcast, our links to Letterboxd, and remember to follow me on Twitter at LadyPhantom74. Great. Thank you, Lady Phantom, for that epilogue, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, Sam. Don't worry. We don't like the movie and everybody else out there. We want your requests. We watch everything. And I'll tell you, I'm glad I seen it. I mean, yes, there was times I was bored in it, but there was things in it that was interesting. I'll tell you, there's been way worse movies we've covered so far that I wasn't a fan of watching. Yeah, and it gave us a good laugh in some parts. Absolutely. So, for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. My father was nowhere to be found And so she brought me up by herself the best way she could work to